Well, hey, good morning, Radiant Lifers and guests. Welcome this morning. If you're a guest, thank you so much for allowing us to be in your home here this morning. I'm Brandon. I'm one of the pastors here on staff, and it's my honor and privilege to bring the next installment of our teaching series called Dangerous Prayers. And to be fully transparent right now, like it's been chaotic. The, the tech team has been working really hard to, to try to get all the technology going and we're trying to stream. So thank you church family for being patient. Like there's, there's so many things, uh, there's so many wheels and plates spinning, so to speak, to be able to do what we get to do. And so I just want to do a huge shout out to all those change makers. And most of you may not ever see them because they're all behind the screens and the little dials and plugs and buttons and they're doing all kinds of stuff. And sometimes they're literally just running back and forth uh, trying to make sure things are plugged in and all that. So just a huge shout out uh, to all that tech team. Thank you so much for what you do. So we're in this teaching series called Dangerous Prayers, and Pastor Ryan and I, we had a conversation a few months ago uh, about this, and we, we read that book from Craig Groeschel called Dangerous Prayers, and this whole teaching series is loosely based on that book, and I definitely want to encourage you to go grab that book. I actually listened to the audiobook twice, back to back. It was so good. And then when I knew which prayer I was going to be speaking about today, there's actually a section in that book. And I just, I just immersed myself in it. In fact, some of you are on the version Bible app, and there's a live event on there. We've even put that devotion in there for this entire teaching series. So if you haven't done the devotion for Dangerous Prayers yet, I just want to encourage you, maybe go grab the version Bible app. It's 100% free and it's a seven day plan. It's absolutely awesome. I've already seen some of my friends uh, already do the plan and even some of my friends since we've done this series have gone back to that plan and they're doing it again. It's so cool. So Pastor Ryan, he, he was trying to argue the point last week that the break me prayer is the most dangerous and I, I don't want to go against that but I think all of these prayers are super challenging depending on where we're at in our walk with Jesus. And so, like, if you're kicking the tires on this whole Jesus thing, man, I want you to hang tight. I've got something for you at the end. But right now, I, I just want to speak to the churchy folk, so to speak. Like, if you've been part of the church, like, you, you've been attending church for a significant amount of time, I really want to just grab your attention for a few moments. Don't jump to conclusions as soon as I push the next slide. Don't think that you have the message all figured out. In fact, if there's anything that I want to encourage you to do right now is to maybe crank up the volume or remove any sort of distractions that you might have because I fully believe without a shadow of a doubt that God is going to move here today or whenever you end up watching this. There's, there's going to be stories that are shared that I feel that God may move you through that. And so this week's dangerous prayer is send me. Send me, God. And we're going to unpack this idea, what does that mean to, to send me sort of thing? And I want to look at this prayer from the prophet Isaiah. 
And so if you have your Bible, head over to Isaiah chapter 6. You'll see these verses in the version event right now live. And I wish I could unpack this whole thing, but Isaiah chapter 6, Isaiah is trying to describe like this moment uh, in God's presence. He's, he's in God's presence and he's trying to describe it. But God uh, was asking for some help in a situation. That's where we're gonna pick up the story. And then really, more importantly, I wanna look at Isaiah's response to God. And so you'll, we'll see this in Isaiah chapter six, starting at verse eight. Then I heard the voice of the Lord asking, so, so God is there and he's asking, who will I send, who will go for us? So God, he's in heaven, he's with these other spiritual beings, this divine counsel, he's trying to get his will across and he's asking, well, who's, who's gonna go for us? And Isaiah pipes up and this is what Isaiah's response is to God asking, here I am, send me. Here I am, God, send me. And so that's this dangerous prayer. It's all kind of, we're gonna kind of hinge on this idea of just Isaiah's response. But we're gonna look at a couple of other responses because I think with a send me type of prayer, like especially if we've been in the church world for any significant amount of time, like we love this idea, we say these things, but I think that we have excuses, in fact, I just want to present maybe two excuses, at least that I've seen play out in my own life. I'm not saying these are the only two excuses that we might have to a dangerous prayer, but here are just two examples. So if you're a note taker, here's some things to, to possibly jot down. Two excuses to a semi-prayer. Just our willingness. Just our willingness to be available to be sent by God. Like, like we have these excuses like, I ain't doing that. I ain't doing that. Uh, ain't gonna go there. Ain't nobody got time for that. Like, ain't nobody got time for that. Right? Like, we have all these, like, I ain't doing it. Like, I ain't going there. I'm, I'm not gonna go over to Africa and be some sort of missionary over there. And ain't nobody got time for that. Like, I'm already working 36 hours in a day as it is. I ain't got no time for that. Like we have all these excuses and really it just boils down just our willingness to be sent by God. In fact, we see one of these examples play out, uh, play out with another prophet. Uh, his name is Jonah. And, and we're gonna see very clear instructions from God to Jonah. And then we're gonna look at his response. In Jonah chapter one, get up. Go to the great city of Nineveh and preach against it because their evil has come up before me. God goes to Jonah. I, I think these are very clear directions. Now, I'm not saying that God's telling us to go to the city and we're, we're supposed to call out everybody's thing, but God called out Jonah in this particular instance. But let, let's look at his excuses and how uh, he was available to God. Jonah got up to flee to Tarshish from the Lord's presence. He fleed from the Lord's presence. He went down to Joppa and found a ship going to Tarshish. He paid the fare and went down into it to go with them to Tarshish from the Lord's presence. From the Lord's presence. If you were to grab a map 
God asked him to go to Nineveh and Jonah went to Tarshish. It's literally the opposite direction of where God was asking him to go. He's like, I ain't going, I ain't doing that. I ain't got no time for that. Like that was Jonah's response. He's like, here I am, God, but I ain't going. Like that, that was Jonah's response to that. I want to ask you a question. What does God ask you to be available to? What does God ask you to be available to? And maybe even right now, you're replaying some moments in your head where you felt like the Lord was tugging on you to do that thing and you chose not to. Maybe it was just giving some spare change to a homeless person. Maybe you knew you needed to go over to the neighbors and help them hang their gutter. I I don't know what it is, but maybe you're replaying some of that right now. And maybe you're in the middle of it right now that you know that God is asking you to be available. And so it comes down to our heart of just our willingness to be sent by God. I want to look at another excuse. um, And really, this is the one that I relate to the most. And it's our insecurities. A lot of us have a ton of insecurities. And and so out of that insecurities, we don't want to pray a send me type of prayer. In fact, a lot of you who watch our age, you know that I've spent a lot of uh, my quiet times in the book of Exodus and just looking at Moses. Even Pastor Ryan, he's been in there with his quiet times. And we look at Moses and God asked Moses to go to Pharaoh, to free the Israelites from slavery, to move them to the promised land, that they would be a holy people, a people set apart from all the other nations, and God wanted to use him in that process. But Moses had insecurities. In fact, let's look at some of his, because really it's a, who am I, God? (laughs) Who am I to do this thing, right? Like, that's our insecurity. Uh, I never have done this thing before. I have zero experience with it. And I'm not good at this. And we see these same excuses out of insecurities with Moses. In Exodus chapter 3, verse 11, but Moses asked God, who am I? Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and that I should bring the Israelites out of Egypt. And he's not done with just this excuse. He has more excuses. But Moses pleaded with the Lord, Oh Lord, I am not very good with words. I never have been, and I'm not now. Even though you have spoken to me, I get tongue-tied, and my words get tangled. Like even Moses had his insecurities. I want to take a a quote out of the Dangerous Prayers book by Pastor Craig Rochelle because I think he he sums this up, this idea of Moses and his insecurities so well. Pastor Craig Rochelle says, instead of living in the confidence of God's calling, did you know that God has a calling on your life? And maybe that's what your next step is, is to figure out what God's calling is on your life. So instead of living in the confidence of God's calling, Moses was buried in his own insecurities. 
I, I mean, I, I think we see this played out to today. Like, like, I would love to give to this cause, but I don't have enough money, right? Like someone else is better qualified in serving in this area. Or I, I just, I don't have enough talent to be able to do this thing. I'm just not good enough at it. It's almost like Moses is praying like, here I am, Lord, but send someone else. And Jonah's like, here I am, but I'm not going. Like that was the prayers. Like, hey, I'm here, I'm available, but, but deep within their heart, they're not. And they come up with these different excuses. But see, that's what's awesome about God and his kingdom. It's an upside down kingdom. He's a, he's a paradoxical God. He almost does things the opposite way. I, I just want to look at some of the words that Paul wrote to help us understand this paradoxical thinking that God does with a send me type of prayer. 2 Corinthians 12, but he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you for my power is made perfect in weakness. Paul was crying out to God and saying, I've got this thorn in my flesh and it's bothering me. And the scripture doesn't even tell us what this thing is, but there was something that Paul was wrestling with. And Jesus' response is, hey, my grace is sufficient, but my power is made in weakness. Like that doesn't even make sense. How does power come out of weakness? Paul continues to the church. He says, therefore, I will boast all the more gladly. What do you mean boast? Like you don't put this kind of stuff on our Instagram story. We only put the highlights on our Instagram story. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weakness so that Christ's power may rest on me. I mean, who who doesn't want to have Christ's power rest on them? How powerful is God's presence and to have that rest on us. So that is why for Christ's sake, not Brandon's sake, not Paul's sake, not anybody else's sake, but for Christ's sake, I delight in weakness. I delight in it. In insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. That's me. Who am I, God, that you would use me? I'm just a high school dropout. I'm a guy full of anger issues who has drug addictions and pornography addictions. And before you get your email fired up, (laughs) it doesn't mean that I'm falling into temptation in those areas, but it doesn't mean that those struggles still aren't real in my life. But who am I? Like, I don't have that experience. I don't have enough talent. But here I am, standing next to a TV, with a messed up room and a camera bringing God's word. Who am I? God's power is made strong in my weakness. And that is my testimony. I'm just a narcissistic, selfish fool. And that's the type of prayers that I have been praying. I accepted Jesus in 2004. And it has been absolutely a crazy ride. 
Like, God, I need you to come into me, search me. I need you to, to soften my heart and to rewire my brain and the way that I think. And I went through this journey of good Christian counseling. And it's like, God, break my heart for what breaks yours. Pastor Ryan talked about that last week. If you didn't get a chance to see that, I want to encourage you to listen to that message. But God, break my heart for what breaks yours. Give me your eyes. And God did that. And then I began to see all the people who were not in a relationship with God, that I strongly desired for them to just have a glimpse of what I experienced. And it's like, God, I see it. Now I want you to use me. I, I want you to, to send me in this. And so that was my prayer. I was like, I didn't even know what I was praying, but God, I want you to use me. And then he began to stir things in my life. I, I, I would go to church every single week and I'd eat up all the messages. I'd go listen to a dozen other pastors and I'd eat up all their messages. I would go to all kinds of different life groups and connect with other people. I would get engaged the Bible each and every day and I would pray and I just couldn't consume enough. And it's like, you know what, God? Like, are you prompting me to, to go into ministry? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> but then... I thought I had to have a title or I had to work for a church in order to do ministry. And God did a whole working on that to realize that I was already in ministry. And if you call yourself a follower of Jesus, if you're a disciple maker of Jesus, you're in ministry right now. And when God convicted me of just the way that I thought that process, he opened up doors. Uh, for us, because in the midst of that journey, I met my bride. And she saw things in me. And then I would mention like, hey, what does it look like for us to go into ministry? But her perspective is a little bit different than what mine was on it. And so I'm actually going to invite my wife, Amy, to join me. I'm going to ask her a few questions about her perspective on this whole send me prayer. So bear with us as we grab some chairs here. Good morning, my love. Yeah, you totally walked in front of the camera. <laughs> Good morning. <laughs> so Amy is, would it be safe to say that maybe you're a little nervous this morning? <laughs> Yeah, I'm either going to bust up laughing hysterically or cry. I might do all three or, or two, I guess. <laughs> or two, yes, yes. So, Amy, uh, thank you for just your willingness to uh, be transparent here this morning. Uh, I know that it's not easy, and you and I, we prayed even this morning, and I just, I fully believe that God uh, is going to use this time. But uh, for those that don't know you or us, uh, can you just, maybe give the folks at home just a quick snapshot of your availability to God? Um, so growing up, I grew up here at Radiant Life. It was Sturgis Wesleyan at the time. Um, and I actually went to Humpty Dumpty in preschool here and continued growing um, in my relationship with Jesus here. And um, even prior to us meeting, I was serving God with, through the youth group 
Um, and I even remember when um, Pastor Matthew asked me to lead <laughs> the um, junior high girls Sunday school class, and um, you talk about insecurities, and <laughs> I was like, uh, no. <laughs> um, but praying through that, God allowed me and opened up that door and just to be able to connect with those girls and um, have been to several of their weddings recently <laughs> in the last few years. Do you feel old when we go to these weddings? Oh, yes, <laughs> yes, yes, I do. But um, yeah, it's, um, yeah, so I was serving in youth, um, teaching Sunday school and involved in uh, life groups here at church. So it's safe to say that, I mean, you basically grew up in the church, you, you've been involved, in fact, you even served in a, in a few different areas, so you probably had a mindset that you were available for God. Would that be safe to say, or am I just putting words in your mouth? No, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, you, you brought, like, when you said, God, help me, I want to serve in, in ministry, and, um, and then I got in the picture, you know, yeah. it's like you would ask me and we'd have conversations. And So what were your feelings about that? When I'm talking about like God send us, what were your feelings about that? I was already sent. <laughs> you know, I was here serving and um, like my heart would just pound and then I would just get aggravated when he would bring it up. And it's like, I'm already serving. I'm already here. I'm already being sent. Um, this is where I belong. This is my home. My family's here. Um, yeah. Yeah. So uh, another perspective on this part of the story is uh, God had put a, a deep conviction to, to be serving vocationally in ministry uh, sort of thing. I didn't even know what that was. I didn't know where God was going to send us sort of thing. And so I presented these ideas and you can hear Amy's side of the story like, oh, we're, we're already doing that. And so uh, there may have been a little bit of tension, maybe some in, <laughs> Intense fellowship with that? Yeah, because I, um, like, growing up here, I, I was involved in the youth group, and that's, um, I mean, you and I were both in youth group said, serving, yeah. and, like, even as a kid in youth, um, I felt like the, um, the youth pastors were on a revolving door. <laughs> they would come in, and they would leave, and they would come in and leave, and it was like every two years, and I don't mean any disrespect in that. Um, and we served with amazing youth pastors yeah. um, being here. And, like, they still wanted something else. You know, it's, it felt like sometimes, like, the youth pastor position was like a stepping stone. Mm -hmm. And I remember um, when we were getting closer to this conversation and me wanting or me talking to you about it and basically telling you I ain't going. And these are the reasons why I ain't going. <laughs> ain't <know>. doing that. <laughs> I ain't doing that, right? <laughs> um, because I didn't want, I didn't want to be that stepping stone. I didn't want to be um, there for a teen and then leave, you know? Like I wanted, if we were going to do youth ministry, like I wanted it to be like the long haul. Like I mm. didn't want to be a stepping stone. Um, because kids matter, you know, and yeah. I needed that consistency as a teen. Um, so, so, a yeah. so Amy kind of like pumped the brakes in a sense. And I'm like, God, what, what do you got going on? Like, I'm not going to drag my family through ministry. I hear her concerns. I like, so Lord, if, if you're putting this calling on my life and this is, 
this is audacious on my part. But God, if, if this calling's legit, you need to answer this prayer through Amy. That like, if we're gonna do this ministry thing full time, you, you have to answer that through Amy. It, it's just kind of a black and white prayer. So uh, without getting too far, uh, what, was a, what was a turning point for you uh, with this send me type of prayer? Like how, how was God beginning to, to work in your life? Because uh, I was praying for you. I, I was doing that prayer of God, if you're, if you're calling this, you need to answer this through Amy. But during that season of prayer, uh, what was a turning point for you in this whole process? Um, there was a couple events that actually happened because um, a lot of times when you'd bring it up, uh, to be honest, I wasn't praying it. I was avoiding it. <laughs> I think I was actually praying the opposite. <laughs> um, take this away from him. Let him see that we are in ministry here. Um, but um, so I went with my mom. Uh, the two events that um, had a major impact is I went with this um, with my mom with the on. Okay. To this women's retreat. Yep. And um, I didn't know any of the speakers. I didn't have a clue what it was about. Um, but I just wanted to go and spend time with my mom. And so I'm sitting there listening, and there were these, um, these women that got up to speak. And one was um, a wife of a pastor. And she shared her testimony, her story about growing up or, or being in ministry and how it impacted their family, um, and how amazing it really was. Um, and then the second, which really got me, um, because we had kids at the time, um, and it was a, it was this girl, I mean, she was a woman, but how she grew up in ministry and how, um, it just totally changed her perspective and how much she loved the Lord and that her, she loved being at the church with her parents. She loved being a part of God's kingdom and serving, um, because I really didn't want to put our family through, um, moving all the time. I didn't want my kids to grow up in a church. <laughs> Sorry. It's okay. And so, yeah, like that conference just shook me to the core, um, knowing that there was, that it wasn't all negative, that it was pretty powerful and it can be amazing. Mm. And God can protect us from those things. Um, so God was really trying to get your attention and really break into your life. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, what happened uh, after that conference? Um, I was having a conversation uh, with one of my coworkers, um, and we had had many talks, many conversations. Um, and I remember her telling her about this conference, but, um, about you pushing me. <laughs> well, maybe I shouldn't say pushing. <laughs> Your desire to be in ministry. There was some passion yeah, there. there, was some, there yeah, there was some passion and conversations. And uh, I don't, I, honestly, I don't even remember the whole conversation. Um, 
But I do remember she looked at me and basically called me Jonah. And I was like, okay, (laughs) Holy Spirit has a face. (laughs) Um, You know, and it's like, oh, you know, and I just like, it hit me right between the eyes. And I remember going after we finished our conversation um, and bawling my eyes out and whatever. And I remember going into the break room and calling you. And um, I remember that day. <laughs> telling you, hey, um, I'm being Jonah. And I need to not be. Let's do this. So... I get a phone call from Amy in the middle of the day. I'm at work, and uh, I'm in a warehouse, and uh, I went into this closet because she she obviously was distraught, and I was trying to keep my focus uh, on her, and she said she's ready to start praying about it. And so then I start crying. What do you mean you're going to start praying about it? Um, and it just, it was absolutely amazing. Uh, our, our pastor at the time encouraged us to, to further our education. Uh, you know, I was a high school dropout, so the first step for me was to go get a GED uh, sort of thing. And then I just started pursuing classes uh, to just gain more understanding of God and his word. And I was already hungry and taking it in, but uh, just getting some more professional help, so to speak, in that. So... Uh, out of that prayer, what has been some of the, the byproduct or the results uh, since that breaking and God just getting a hold of your heart? Uh, what were some of the results of that? Um, yeah, you got to talk in that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, God gave me the courage to uh, move away from home <laughs> um, and really just rely on him. Um, when God asked you to move away from home, can you give us maybe one example of why that was so difficult for you? <laughs> well, I was going to try to skip over that <laughs> so I could hold it together longer. Um, yeah, I didn't, uh, I'm a, I'm a homebody and I love my family and I didn't want to move. Um, but in that process, uh, my stepdad passed away. Um, And my brother already had moved away, and it was just kind of me and my mom again. And I just uh, didn't want to leave my mom, and I, or my dad, for that matter. Like I just, I didn't, I didn't want to leave my family. Um, But God gave me the courage to do that. Um, And I mean, we had an amazing ride where we went, and we got to be a part of three kids, three teens accepting Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Um, we got to be a part of that. Um, and you got to dunk one of them. Yeah. You know, and, and, and it's just, it's so amazing to be a part of that. And I just, um, I, I don't know how to put it into words, but just being that link and that chain and those lives. Um, and then just you and I, um, our relationship to grow and trust um, and allow you to be the leader of our home. <laughs> um, I think that was huge for me. Um, yeah. 
I would say that our intimacy grew, just our connectedness and really our connectedness not only to one another but with God and just his faithfulness Absolutely. Um, since surrendering to that. So uh, I love you so much. I'm so <laughs> proud of you. Thank you uh, for being transparent and just uh, sharing how God, um, how hard it was. Because when, when we got up and moved, we left everything that we knew, everything that we were comfortable with, our friends, our family. And we were just like, hey, our will, we're willing, God, use us, send us. And uh, it's been a crazy ride since then, but it's been absolutely rewarding. Absolutely. Yeah. So thank you so much. Can you right now in the comments just give my wife an applause, some, send some hearts over to her. Thank you behind the camera. Thank you so much, hon. Thank you. So uh, it's a dangerous prayer of send me. And I've been in this journey. I've been doing it for a while now, since 2004. And God has just been working on my heart for a really long time. So really, this send me prayer, it equals use me. Like, send me, God. Use me in this. Because I don't know that there's anything more rewarding on this side of eternity than to be used by God. I, I, I've experienced a lot of different things. I filled my life with a lot of different things. I am blessed in my marriage, but I don't know that there's anything more rewarding on this side of eternity than to be used by God in someone else's life to advance the kingdom of God. And so I wanna ask you a question here this morning. Do you want to be used by God this morning? Do you want to be used by God that it's undeniable that he could have done anything to accomplish his will, but he chose to use you and your willingness and not coming up with silly excuses and you're like, send me God, use me. Are you willing to ask that? Send me God. I may not have it all together. I may not have all the knowledge. I may not have all the experience, but my willingness to pray a dangerous prayer of send me. I think as God breaks our heart, we can't help but pray a prayer of send me. It's dangerous. I fully believe that if we as a church family, if we were truly on our knees, our hearts poured out to God, and we pray any of these dangerous prayers, that our community would be absolutely transformed. And imagine if God used you in that process. I wanna share one last quote from Pastor Craig Groeschel. I believe on the other side of that is a real intimacy, a real faith, and ultimately real effectiveness and fruitfulness for God. Imagine you being a vessel, a tool 
for God to advance his kingdom into our communities. And maybe you're like, I can't pray that prayer. I don't wanna go be a missionary. Maybe God's not gonna send you across the ocean. Maybe he's gonna send you across the street. Maybe he's asking you to begin to build a relationship literally with the people next door. Maybe he's sending you to extend forgiveness in someone's life. Maybe he's sending you to forgive that family member in your life. Are you willing to be sent by God? Are you willing to be used by him? Now this happens every single week. The message gets done and people start checking off online, but we've got one more song. I wanna encourage you. We're gonna sing the song Oceans. It's an oldie, but man, it's a good. Like this was the song that Amy and I sang. Lord, take me out into the waters where my feet may fail. Like talk about trusting God in this prayer. Take me where my feet may fail. Are you willing to sing those lyrics? Oh man, if you're willing to pray a send me type of prayer, then this song should just be at our lips in worshiping God like, send me God, use me to advance your kingdom, to accomplish your will. So friends, as we sing this song, I really implore you to really consider these lyrics before you worship our King of Kings and Lord of Lords, the person who put the breath in our lungs. But I just wanna encourage you, especially you church family, the churchy people, come on, let's get spurred on and fired up to be used by God. And if you're not a follower of Jesus, do you have purpose? Do you just wake up every day and wonder what this whole life is about? This is purpose, is to be used by God, to advance his kingdom and to do his will. And if you're struggling with what your purpose is in life, keep wrestling, keep kicking the tires with this whole Jesus thing. Keep after it, God will reveal himself in an amazing way. So I wanna pray for me, I wanna pray for my wife, Amy, and I wanna pray for you before we get into this worship song. And that it would just be so fruitful and it would just be this amazing aroma to God as we worship him this morning. Father God, thank you for what you've done in my life what you've done in my marriage, the absolute blessing of my wife, and just how you have used us, Father God. Thank you. It's been so rewarding. And so Lord, we continue to pray this prayer, send me. We continually want to be used by you. And Lord, I lift up my brothers and my sisters to you right now who are just on the fence. They're really wrestling and grappling with this idea of send me. 
Lord, would you fill them with your spirit? Would you give them the courage? Would you reveal to them that your power is made in their weakness, that we don't have to have it all together? We just need to be willing vessels to accomplish your will. So Lord, may we pray that prayer this week. Not only would you break our hearts, but Lord, would you send us. So Lord, as we sing this song, as we sing this song, may it just penetrate deeply within our our hearts but may it also be a prayer, not just a song to sing, not just worship, but may the words that we're about ready to say be a prayer to you. And we need you and your strength in order to do that. We pray this in the matchless name of Jesus. Amen. Go and be radiant.